Hello, JRPG fans. Welcome. It's 2019, and man, it is going to be a fantastic year for uh, fans of RPGs and JRPGs in particular. Welcome to the JRPG Report. This is episode 48. My name is James Fisher. So good to have you guys along with us, rocking and rolling into this new year. Uh, as of recording, today is January the 9th, so we've got a couple of games set to drop on us very soon. We'll talk about those in uh, just a few minutes, but um kind of want to talk about uh, some news that's broke since our last podcast. I hope you guys all had a very Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year celebrations, and that the new year is treating you well so far um i've been kind of taking a bit of a break um since our last podcast kind of just uh playing around a few a few minor games you know didn't want to get into anything too deep as uh i am fully ready and waiting for uh tales of vesperia to drop on friday if uh, Amazon and uh, my postman do their job, <laughs> I will have that ready and waiting for me when I get home from work on Friday. And I'm super excited. Even the wife is excited about this one. As uh, There will be times I can, of course, play it on the TV and we'll get to both watch it in all of its glory. Because um, as I mentioned before, I am getting this one on the Switch so that I can play it both... Uh, Around the house when the TV is uh, being used and uh, later on at night when we get some adult time later on when the kiddo is asleep. But we'll talk about it and a few other ones that are coming out uh, here in just a little bit. But let's get right into some of the news that's broke since there was a whole lot to talk about. But there were a few things that I want to kind of pass on your way. And uh, we're going to start off with uh, a game that a series that I've not played any of the previous ones, but this one is starting to um, get on my radar a little bit more. Uh, And that's God Eater 3. Um, They put out the opening movie for it, and uh, I took a look at it, and um, it kind of looks right up my alley. And this will be news uh, to the ears of my friend Chris, who... Um, he, we worked together along, uh, many moons ago, let's put it that way. And, um, he, that's a series he's really big into and he's tried to get me into time and time again. And, um, I've got a Vita, so it's not like I didn't, uh, want to maybe give it a shot, but, um, this one looks pretty cool. I gotta be honest. It's got a really nice anime style to it, a fast, fluid, uh, uh, over-the-top fighting style, which I, I really like. And um, I guess getting the opportunity to play it on my PS4 would probably be more something I'd get into. The Vita pretty much just sits in its case. And uh, not a whole lot of reason to break that out anymore. But this one's going to be getting here pretty soon, on February 8th, for PS4 and the PC. So if you're uh, a bit curious like I was... Um, 
go check out that movie. I think you'll uh, be impressed. It looks fantastic. So we will uh, wait and see how that one uh, turns out. And not very long, uh, literally a month, a month from now. Again, this is not going to be something I pick up at launch as I will still be knee deep in Kingdom Hearts 3. But this could be a great one to to pick up uh, in a few months, you know, when things are a little bit slower, perhaps. Um, we'll talk about, um, let's talk about two games that are actually coming to the Switch that I didn't think were going to, um, but I certainly would have to say it's good news. The first one is uh, a game you've probably heard me talk about previously that it's, uh, was one of my, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, one of my, uh, I wouldn't say favorites, but it's definitely one of more uh, the ones I enjoyed back on PS3. It re-released on PS4 last year. I picked it up and played it again and, and thoroughly loved it. And now it's coming to the Switch, and that's Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. Um, Capcom, <laughs> Capcom has announced that it is coming to the Switch worldwide on April the 23rd, and it will only be twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, this Switch version does include the ability to share your pawns online. And uh, membership is not required, of course, to do that. So that's pretty cool. Of course, this one came back, uh, was originally released back in 2013. And it's got all the um, DLC included in this one. There's a launch trailer out for it. I mean, this, if I had to guess, it's probably going to look more like PS3 than PS4 on the Switch. I mean, let's just be frank. This Switch is not quite as powerful as uh, either Xbox One or PS4. But it will still probably look pretty good. And, uh, of course, being able to play on the go is nice. And at that price, at twenty nine ninety nine, you can't really fault it too much. I didn't... I mean, this one kind of came out of left field. I didn't uh, expect it. I would have expected it back when it was remastered and released on PS4. So this one kind of came a little bit later. I guess they've been working on it for a while. And again, that one's April 23rd of this year. The other one, and I I guess we knew this was going to happen, but we finally have uh, some information about Dragon Quest XI. They're calling this one Dragon Quest XI-S, I guess for Switch. It uh, is set for a Japanese release. So uh, I guess about two weeks ago at the uh, Jump Festa, they kind of made this announcement. There's a launch trailer for it, and it purely just says it's coming to Japan in 2019. For the Switch, it'll have some voice acting. That's pretty cool. Um, I... I don't know about this one. Um, of course, we never got the 3DS release of Dragon Quest XI. It has sold well on PS4 here. I think I'd be a little surprised if this one actually does get ported over. But it may. And if it does, that's certainly a good thing. Uh, Dragon Quest has now a very rich history with Nintendo. Um and it's been a long time since it's been on a actual home console for Nintendo. And I 
think this could. I just if I if you if you ask me today one way or another, I guess I would lean that it's not coming this way. But let's hope that it does. Um, I don't see a need. Uh, there's nothing really. There is there is one thing that they've added to it, but it is a minor spoiler, so I don't want to necessarily say what it is on the Switch version. So the, at the present time, I don't really see a. Uh, what's the word for it? Incentive to pick this game up again, at least at launch. You know, let's say it does come to the Switch, and you know, a year later, if they put it on sale for thirty bucks, then you might be able to twist my arm into picking it back up and playing through it again. But um, having put a hundred hours into the PS4 version, I can't see um, see me doing that right away. But it would certainly get a lot of attention. Hopefully it would sell well. We'll see how it sells in Japan after how well it's sold on PS4. That I guess that'll be the biggest thing is uh, they'll look at sales numbers and determine if it's worth going through all that effort to uh, port it over. But definitely good news. I mean, you, you can't fault them for, for doing that. It's just a matter of, you know, it's been a while since the game was released. I kind of didn't think it was going to happen. But it was uh, definitely a good thing. So do have at least not a major release, but a a game that did get uh, the old dreaded uh, delay announcement. And uh, that was RPG Maker MV. So I still haven't quite figured out what the MV stands for. Maybe you guys could help me out on that one. Because, of course, if you do Roman numerals... That's what a thousand and five. So I don't, um, not quite sure what that was, but it was supposed to come out in uh, late February, and now this is never good when you've got a a loose window in a two week period, and they just push it back to say, "Well, it's coming out in 2019." <laughs> that is a long delay potential period. Um, of course, they had their a typical press release with you know, you know, it's not in ready its current state. We want to give you a, the best possible game. Blah blah blah. Thank you for your patience, understanding. Um, keep in mind, this game actually came out originally on PC in 2015. The Japanese console version came out in November of 2018. This game has been out for for quite a while. And uh, they're having, I guess, some issues that, from what I understand, it's pretty ambitious. Um, the, the characters actually have voices and there's music with vocals. So they're trying to push a lot into this game. And uh, maybe that's just they can't quite get it all to perform correctly. This has come out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Games created on the Switch and Xbox One can be shared between each other. That's pretty cool. I don't know how that'll work exactly, but uh, definitely a cool thing. So yeah, push back a little bit. Those that may have been looking forward to that one are going to have to wait. Well, could be a while. I'll keep you guys updated once I get a more concrete uh, time frame. Uh, a game I uh, kind of got put on my radar here lately 
and I think I talked about it momentarily a time or two before. There's another Switch game, and it is the Grand Legacy Tale of the Fate Mounds. And this one's getting um, it's getting close. It is going to come out on the Nintendo eShop January 24th. Well, they've got the, the year wrong in this article, but uh, just a couple of weeks away, and it'll only be nineteen ninety nine. And this game, uh, if if you recall, it came out in early 2018 on the PC, and it's a throwback-inspired RPG of the PlayStation era. There's full 3D models set against 2D backdrops, classic turn-based combat and tactical warfare scenarios. It'll also come out... Now, see, this, this is kind of backwards, that we've got a firm release date for the Switch, January 24th. It's also coming out on PS4 and Xbox One later. <laughs> Usually not that way. Um, not sure why necessarily the delay on the other consoles. Maybe they're trying to get the resolution up to match the systems. Um, but at 20 bucks for an e-game on my Switch, that could take anywhere. Uh, it I don't know if it has the recruitment, but it does kind of sound like Sukunen. Um And that's a plus for sure. At least that's what it kind of reminded me of when I first started reading about it and uh, seeing a little bit on it. Um, again, not a game I'll pick up day one per se, but definitely one that is on my radar and, uh, when the switch becomes more um, available and there's not nothing being played on at the time, I don't have any RPGs in my life. This would be a great one. It may even, you know, you could catch it on sale one week for 10 or 15 bucks. That'd be a great deal. But one, I want to let you guys know about that. I'm looking forward to, and that was the grand legacy tale of the fate bounds. Don't have to wait long. Be available on the eShop for the switch January 24th. There were some new details dropped about the new uh, Ease 9 title from uh, Nihon Falcom. Not a whole lot, but uh, definitely confirmed that uh, Adol is, is the main character again. That uh, development on the game is right around that 50% mark. So they've still got a little ways to go. Uh, currently being developed for PS4 and will release sometime this year in Japan in 2019. Uh, looking good. I mean, it looks like they'll actually take advantage of the system's capabilities this time. I wasn't really impressed with 8 and the way it looked overall. Um, but maybe this one will, will finally uh, take advantage of the hardware that it's on and, and look pretty good. But, you know, just kind of one, not a whole lot out there on this one as, uh, like I said, it's still pretty early in development. Chronologically, it does take place after he's seven. So it makes it the latest title chronologically in the series. So that's, that's about all we know about that one. Um, Typical that the players can climb onto and move over rooftops, and there are areas as grasslands, forests, and ruins on its outskirts. Well, it sounds like just about any good RPG. 
So yeah, we, I'll give you guys some more updates on that one, including hopefully a Western release. Maybe we'll get that announcement sometimes later, sometime later in the year. And the biggest announcement, the announcement of an announcement, <laughs> and we know literally nothing about this game or what it's going to be, but Atlas has officially teased P5R, an upcoming project related to Persona 5. Um, there's a teaser website that's out there for it and that basically just <laughs> announces that there will be more details released in March of 2019. Um, and that's literally all we know about it, that there is something out there. Um, I don't... Uh, I mean, could this be kind of a Persona 4 Golden type thing? I guess that's plausible. Um, could it be a Switch title? I, I certainly think that's possible, given the fact that they put Joker in Super Smash Brothers. Um, could it be DLC? That would be nice. Um, I've been thinking about persona here lately is i've been i uh, got a few of the figures at christmas and it's one of those ones like man has it really been that long since i played persona 5 and yeah when i beat persona 5 i was done with it it was 120 hours at least if i recall maybe even more i'd put time into that one i was ready to take a break but it's been certainly long enough and uh, maybe by March we'll know a little bit more about what this is. And uh, the only thing I know for certain is it's not another dancing game, right? <laughs> I love Persona, but I don't understand the dancing rhythm games. I don't, I don't get it. So we will keep you guys updated about what exactly P5R is and what it can be. And... Uh, Hopefully, is yet another reason to dive back in to that world with Joker and all his friends, the Phantom Thieves. So, um, got a couple games coming out. I don't recall a a January that had this many games that I was looking forward to, let alone JRPGs. It's just kind of crazy. I mean. You you typically you've got those games that come out before Christmas to get all those sales, and then you gotta wait a couple of months before anything comes out. And this year's not that at all. Just I mean, we know about the big ones, Tales of Asperia and Kingdom Hearts three. But like I mentioned, the Grand Legacy coming out on the twenty fourth, uh Fairy Fencer F coming for the Switch on the seventeenth. My time at Portia on the 15th. That's on PC. Uh, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story on the 11th as well. Um, and a game that I loved back in the day that's not JRPG, but it's certainly set in Japan. Onimusha Warlords coming out on the 15th. I mean, that's a lot of games, and that's just in the RPG, quote-unquote RPG. That That still does kind of bug me how... So many games are, are labeled as RPGs. Um, I, this is like I was 
looking through the PlayStation Store when what still got all the all those titles on sale from um, the holiday sale, and you can filter them by genre. So you do that for RPG, and it's like you it's got eighty eight, you know, games that are classified as RPGs. <sighs> Maybe half, you know, three quarters of them are half are real RPGs in my opinion. You know, just because it's got RPG elements in it does not make it a role-playing game. You guys know this. I'm just kind of preaching to the choir. I understand. But what was really funny was uh, a game I, I would... I need to go ahead and just go ahead and put down the 15 bucks for it. The, uh, the sequel to Rainbow Moon, Rainbow Skies, got put on sale. And I waited a long time for this game, so I, I really am looking forward to it. I'm not going to play it now, but I need to go ahead and buy it while it's on sale. That is as RPG as it can get. Rainbow Moon falls in that genre, and you know when I searched for it, there it was. Rainbow Skies did not. <laughs> I had to search for it by title in order to find it. So it's like even games that are are tried and true RPGs don't meet at least don't meet Sony's criteria. That that may be more on the publisher for not um uh classifying it correctly or putting in the right meta words. I know how all that stuff goes. But huge, huge month. Lots of good stuff coming out. And RP Gamer, um they that's where I get a lot of my source. At least that certainly did for this month. It was full of good stuff. They had a great poll. And while it was only 518 votes, um, they asked, you know, what what early uh, 2019 release are you looking forward to the most? And we had games like Anthem with the new Atrian Odyssey, uh, Death End Request. That's another one I'm looking forward to. That one looks pretty cool. Uh, God Eater 3, Kingdom Hearts 3, Mario and Luigi, uh, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist, another one I'm looking forward to, Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Vesperia, uh, Division 2, the OK Watch 3, you know, a bunch of titles in here. And so, just off the bat, you would probably assume people are going to go crazy for Anthem, people are going to go crazy for um, Kingdom Hearts 3. And and those were two of the top vote getters for sure. Uh, there was another option also that got that got ten percent. So, but Kingdom Hearts twenty five percent of the votes getting thirty percent, and the number one answer was Tales of Vesperia. I thought that was kind of interesting, and it gives me um, just a, a great deal of um, like my heart like swelled up. <laughs> it made it feel pretty good that I'm not the only one that's just crazy excited for this game. I know there's a ton of people who've played this game uh, on the 360 and are extremely looking forward to playing it again in its best form, its prettiest form. But there's, I'm sure there's a bunch of people like myself that, that didn't play it back in the day have been waiting a long time as a Tales fan to play this game. You know, one of the last um, games in the quote-unquote classic Tales style. And while I loved Berseria 
in some of the later titles. This was this is where they made their bread and butter, and this was uh, what I'm looking forward to extremely. And man, just a couple more days. Don't have to wait long. Uh, I will try to do a podcast here in a couple of weeks. Let you guys know what I think about it. Um, we've got a while before Kingdom Hearts three, uh, twenty days. So yeah, I'll do. I'll definitely do a podcast before Kingdom Hearts drops, and um, let you guys know how great Tales is and how much I'm in love and blah 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 blah, all that fun stuff. Uh, did have a great Christmas myself. Um, I think I mentioned that I got Kingdom Hearts three and Tales as you know pieces of paper gifts of <laughs> hey we got this for you it'll be here soon. Um, funny story I added some things on Amazon kind of just you know that's and this is what our family does I don't know what your family does but it's so easy for us to share Amazon lists with everybody and be like hey we'd really like to get this or especially for our five year old hey. There's a bunch of stuff that she would like. If you get something on this list, you'll make her happy. <laughs> and same thing with us. So I kind of added a few things to it that, um, just to flesh it out and give some some cheaper options. You know, not everybody wants to wants to get you a sixty dollar game. Of course not. And I'd put an item on there, and I guess thinking it was something else, and not realizing what it was uh, but it was a persona 4 i don't know what i thought it was a persona 4 but i put it on my list <laughs> and so my brother and uh his fiance got it for me and i kind of unwrap it i'm like i was like oh cool persona 4 that's it i was like but they also they're looking right at me and i must have had this look on my face of what is this uh, <laughs> and they're like, you put it on your list. I was like, I did. Oh, okay. And then I kind of looked at it some more and opened it up and it was like a, a laptop case, you know, a carry bag and which I've got a really good one, but this is really cool. And it was one of those moments, like I felt awful for not even remembering that I put it on my list, but I was super thankful and I super love it. Uh, it's if <clears throat> excuse me even if it didn't have a uh, persona 4 on the outside it'd be a great laptop case but the fact that it's got that on there just kind of shows my nerdy to the whole world and i can proudly display my jrpg love to everybody and have weird people look at it and be like what's that but that's that's good times um sega recently uh put out all i can find so far is three figures from persona 5 they did Joker and they did the uh, the prison twins, uh, Caroline and and Justine. And I wouldn't say they were like as detailed as some of the ones. They're certainly not as as much as the super expensive line that's come out so far for uh, Persona Five. But I mean, let's be fair. I'm not paying a hundred bucks for an action figure. That's my wife would literally divorce me and I would have nothing I could argue with in front of the judge. I mean, that's just ridiculous, right? That's a lot of money for an action figure. But these were in that um, $20, $25, $30 price range. I think I got all of them for around 25 And they're very, very detailed. 
uh, very close to some of the Persona 4 ones that came out. Maybe not quite there, but pretty close. And at this time, that's, you know, it's really the best you can get. The Joker one leaves a little bit to be desired, kind of in the face region, because it's his classroom uniform. You know, I think if they would have done this Phantom Thieves uniform, uh, they could have obviously had the mask on there and wouldn't have needed to be as detailed. Um, but it's still very good. It was only 25 bucks, So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. And the, the twins are awesome. They kind of nailed them. And they both cut, they come on like a half base each. So you can kind of slam together and they can stand beside of each other. Really cool. The only thing is they're like, they're, they're probably the right size. Joker is maybe like, um, like half an inch taller and he's like super thinner than they are. So they look like giant twin. They, they look full grown basically. And Joker looks like some skinny high school kid. So standing beside each other, they look odd at when, cause you know that they were, you know, basically I don't know, children, but you know, tweens or, or teens, however old they were in the game, half the size, you know, half as tall as, as Joker was. But <laughs> their pictures are just, they're just huge and they're very humorous beside each other, but I love them. And, um, I end up getting Joker and one of the twins for Christmas and got a gift card and ended up ordering, uh, the other one. And I think that was, sorry, I'm looking back over my shoulder to, to set my case to see if I, as, um, I believe that was all the JRPG goodies that I got actually at Christmas. And of course I got my games coming here shortly as, um, as other gifts, but I hope you had a great, um, Christmas and holiday season, like I said, and we will talk some more here in a few weeks, but we'll go ahead and wrap up episode 48 of the JRPG report. Um, I didn't have any messages come in via, via Facebook or, um, any voicemails, voicemails, but of course, if you guys want, and it would be really cool. Download the Anchor app. And, you know, obviously then you will favorite your favorite podcast ever, the JRPD Report. And you can send me a voicemail. And I will put it on the show and try to answer it. I think that would be a very, very cool thing. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about. Yeah, so my friend uh, Hans kind of brought this to my attention, and it was a sad a loss for kind of the gaming community in general. Not not a person, but we we lost Prama Games uh, back in November. They announced they were going to be shutting down, and I think here in a couple months it'll be all all well and done. And that they did not produce games per se, but. Uh, They've been doing strategy guides for a long time, um, back to 1990. And uh, it was them and Brady Games were the two biggest ones. Back in 2015, they absorbed Brady Games in a buyout. And uh, I would say 90% of my strategy guides 
or either Prama or, or Brady, uh, including some, some great JRPG guides. And uh, if you've noticed the past couple of years even, they haven't been making those. Um, I think the last tragic guide I got was um, for Zodiac Age. And uh, that'll be the last one. I dare say this is a medium that uh, since, you know, in the rise of the internet and online strategy guides has, has made that kind of them a little antiquated, but they still had a role. And, I mean, I don't know how many I've got. At least 50 guides over here, at least. They were kind of a collector's item for me, too. And you can't replace a strategy guide. We we lost instruction booklets a while back where we've, we're losing strategy guides now. And I don't know if that's a good thing, you know, and, and of course the price of these things didn't help anything. Like I remember, you know, you've got special edition strategy guides that were coming out for $50, like for Final Fantasy 10 stuff like that. And collectors like me gladly plop that down. But looking back, that probably was the beginning of the end. You know, just they're they're pieces of paper when we come down to it. <laughs> and in some ways, you kind of wonder how charging what they did, how they went out. But you know, if somebody can go online and figure out the answer to their question for free, why would they pay thirty bucks for a guide that they've now got to? find a place to put on their shelf. So it was, it was definitely a sad day. You know, I've really, uh, there's been a couple of games here lately. I think like I've got Tales of Xilia's one, you know, I've got its strategy guy, but they never made one for two. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two surely could have used a strategy guide. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I've got, you know, this collection of, of Final Fantasy strategy guides all the way back to the first one that Nintendo Power put out. That's done. And yes, the Final Fantasy Nine strategy guide was a worthless piece of paper that made you go online when the internet wasn't really all that popular. <laughs> but, I mean, I can look back with, with fondness and laugh about that now. And But that's a thing in the past, so... Really hate to see that happen. It was kind of an, an, an inevitability. But, yeah, sad to see Prima Games go indeed. But I do thank Hans for bringing that up to me, and I've been meaning to talk about that for uh, the past two ones I keep uh, kept forgetting. But uh, don't forget, you can also go on to the JRPG Facebook page. And uh, if you prefer, you can leave a question or comment there. My friends Dalton and Jeff and Hans and uh, a bunch of other cool people are over there. And they voice their opinions and we we share comments and uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So check it out. Give us a like on there and um, post your JRPG thoughts, pictures, um, whatever. Whatever floats your boat on there, as long as they're related to JRPGs, it's cool with me. Till next time, James Fisher signing off 
for the JRPG Report. This has been episode 48. Until next time, guys, get back out there and level up.